Time to talk some basketball, and the Sydney Kings are looking to run it back. You can play your part in history as well. So tickets for the Kings' first semi-final go on sale today, 4 p.m. today via Ticketek. And tickets for the game at Kudos Bank Arena on Wednesday, February 15. So that's in, what, eight days' time, tomorrow week. They start at just $30 for adults, $65 for a family. We've also got the NBL Awards Night to be held tonight in Melbourne. And joining us now is the owner of the Sydney Kings, Paul Smith. Paul, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Big Sports Breakfast. What's doing? Oh, mate, not much. Looking forward to these playoffs. <laughs> but uh, And I want to start by asking you on the court, the team heads into the playoffs with two wins from their past six matches. How mm. concerned are you? Mate, we, mate we've been, we locked up number one. You can always kick it in the neutral on occasion. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> Love uh, it. We're okay. Oh, look, it's, you know, look, you know, form's temporary, class is permanent. Yeah. We'll be right. We'll click it back in. We've got uh, about uh, eight, nine days to our next game. So, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, but, you know, we rested a couple of players. Xavier Cooks, you know, he had Friday night off and, um, you know, we gave Jerry Walton a rest on uh, Sunday. He showed a bit of wrist soreness that he's uh, encountered. So, you know, a couple of key pieces not playing. And, you know, obviously we'd like to keep the wins rolling over, but it didn't quite happen. But that's the way it goes. And, uh, you know, I think we're all in pretty good shape. The team's healthy. Um, and that seems to be the, I think, the biggest factor going to the finals is just making sure everyone's able to get on court. And we're pretty confident about that. Yeah, Paul's going to ask, is that the players' attitude as well? Because I feel like leading into, you know, finals, uh, whether you win or lose leading up is really dictated by as long as the players are confident and they're nice and relaxed about the situation, then it makes no difference. A lot of people talk about momentum going into finals or losing doesn't give you the kick up the backside that you need. But how, do the, how are the players feeling? Oh, they're pretty good. I, I, they flew out on uh, Monday morning. They flew from Perth back to back to Melbourne uh, for the awards dinner tonight. And I, I got into Melbourne last night. I was in Perth as well. So, I, I we we had uh, we actually, you know, we actually one of those rare occasions we actually went out Sunday night after the game and sort of loosened up a little bit. That was a bit of fun. And I think everyone's, um, you know, everyone's sort of come out of that pretty positive and. You know, look, it's a, the, the advantage we have, of course, is that we, you know, we got through a finals last year and won a championship. And, you know, that experience, I think, is really important. I think the core of the group, you know, we're, we're involved in that. They know what's required and they know that it, when, it's all, when it all comes down to it, you know, the regular season is a regular season. But, you know, the finals are, are going to be uh, where it all matters, you know. And, of course, with the new structure of the league, with the playing games and so on and so forth this week, it's going to be a bloodbath out there, you know. We're just glad we're sitting in first. You know, we'd hate to be caught up in that in that mess that's going to be taking place over this week as these teams beat the hell out of each other to try to get through to the semi-final. So, mm. you know, I think we're you know, you know we're in a pretty good place. I think the guys are pretty cool with it, and uh, you know, we'll see what comes next week. But yeah, next Wednesday, um, Wednesday week, I guess, uh, is really where it all where, where the rubber hits the road for the King. Yeah, in the first semi-final, Paul. We know that Sydney's a very competitive sporting market, but how proud have you been of the team, but also the people who support the Kings? Because your numbers there at the arena have been fantastic. Yeah, Laurie. Yeah, it's um, oh, you know, look, it, it goes without saying that you know we're we're, we're in, we've encountered some extraordinary crowds, unprecedented sort of levels of attendance, and 
you know, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. And, you know, well, not, not, I'm proud of the team, but I'm grateful for the community and the support we're getting. Um, you know, and the fact that, you know, programs like this take interest in what we're doing means such a great deal to us as well. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we really, really believe in what basketball has got to offer. And, uh, we, you know, we think it's got a place in the market and that's been demonstrated by the fact that people are coming out and supporting the team. And, you know, so I've, I've just got a couple of ratings on the weekend. The game on Sunday was one of the highest rating games of the year in the NBL. You know, it was an extraordinary finish to the season. And you know, once again, we're glad to be part of it. Yeah, so really, really grateful and very proud. I guess a lot of questions then considering how well the league's going, what is next? And I see that Larry Kesterman is... Uh, said that there could be a you know, 12-team competition as soon as 2026. I mean, what's the key to capitalising, do you think, on the popularity of the league at the moment? Is it expansion? Is it just to, you know, increasing the salary cap to getting more big-name imports? What are your thoughts on it? Because at the same time, I'm sure you're thinking, say, in the Sydney market, Paul, you probably don't want to dilute your support and your product as well. Yeah, look, it's, um, it's an interesting question. No, I'm not, I'm not a... I'm not a big fan of rapid expansion, um, and I don't think the NBL could be accused of that. Uh, you know, uh, but one of the advantages we've got here is that the the expansion's geographically spread. It's not like we're concentrating seven or eight teams in Sydney, and you know, like the NRL, and and uh, you know, and and sort of overpopulating a market or over 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 diluting market, if you wish, but. Um, the, uh, the I think one of the most important things is just ensuring that there's the relevant talent available. I think that what we what you're seeing right now in the NBL is really high quality play, um, and I think that is really really important that we can retain that. Uh, I'm not saying there's not a not a not a, a sort of a, a pool of talent in Australia to support to, uh, the expansion of teams. I'm not saying that at all, but you know I think it's going to be handled pretty carefully and. Uh, you know, and and of course, it's it's the issue you've got to, is that there's a limited number of experienced NBL players, and so you know Tasmania has been, I think, a bit of an outrider. I think their success coming into the league has been pretty unusual. Normally, you'd think an expansion team will sort of have to battle away, but they sort of burst onto the scene, and I think in pretty unusual circumstances. And my concern would be that is ensuring that the expansion teams are competitive and. And can stand up in a in what is a pretty torrid league to play in. It's a um, you know this is a man's league. It's a it's a really tough league to play in. It's it's a very physical form of basketball we play here. Um, so I think that's my primary concern. But clearly that again it underlines the demand there is for the product. And you know I, I'm not involved directly, of course, but I understand there's a lot of interest for the for expansion franchises. So. It's a good sign, and it's a, it's a good sign for the future. What about the awards tonight, buddy? Who are you expecting uh, to receive some from the Kings boys? Oh, well, mate, all my, my guys... Apart from all of them. Mate, honestly, I look... I, I, look, I, I don't know. Look, I think, obviously, I mean, I'm huge on Cooksy to win MVP. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, look, it's a Eurovision song contest. You know, like it's, there's a block voting going on and all sorts of things. You know, I just, I, I just don't. You know, I just don't know. I, I, I you know, hopeful we're all here. We all want to see Cooksey lift the trophy. We'd love to see Chase get it. Mm. We would have loved to have seen Justin Simon, you know, pick up, you know, Defensive Player of the Year, but he didn't even get through to the final three, which really makes me a bit nervous actually about the whole process and. Uh, 
No, we've, you know, we we believe that. Uh, how is it? How how is it voted on? Well, the way it works is it's a bit opaque, actually. But the way it works is the is a group of so-called experts, um, media experts, <laughs> pull together a list of players that they put forward as nominees to, to then voted on by the head coach and the and the uh, the captain uh, of each team. They vote. So there's ten. There's twenty votes, and they vote on each of the categories. And that those people can't vote for their people from their own club. Is the way I, I understand it. So I'm an owner of a team, and I don't know how it works. I don't know how they do it. So okay, I'll take the know. question back. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's, it's a fair question, and, and that's the best answer I can give you. Yeah. Honestly, I can't believe we weren't asked. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, are you expecting Paul? I guess you know he had some decent turnover of players heading into this season. What about? I oh, know you don't want to, you know, you've got a playoff series ahead of you, but uh, are you anticipating, say, someone like Xavier Cooks, could he end up being, you know, end up in the NBA and therefore you're facing another significant turnover of players? I mean, you lost your MVP last offseason in Jalen Adams. Uh, what are you expecting, I guess, come uh, the period after the finals? Well, there's this, um, you know, the finals end and then I think we've got a month, I think it's a month before free agency starts. Mm. And, uh, the period before, before free agency, I call pre-agency. So it's always on. You know, it's always players are always considering their next options and so on and so forth. You know, you know, our our focus is, and this sounds a bit sort of cliche, but our focus has been on the current season. We haven't we haven't engaged in any sort of you know significant thinking or discussions about about the following seasons. We've got a number of players on on contract, including Xavier, but Xavier's got a release uh, for the NBA. And if he was to pick up that option or pick up that uh, opportunity, as, as much as it would be as disappointing and heartbreaking for us as a club, it'd be equally we'd be equally proud and happy for him. So, you know, that's 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 the beauty of this league. And I always call I always describe the NBL as, as an intersection league, in the sense that people are always going somewhere. They're either sort of coming down from another league or they're going looking for another opportunity. They're moving through here and. And that's the nature of what we do. And, uh, and you know, if Xavier got that opportunity, we'd be grateful for that. And But as regards to, um, you know, the, the way, the structure of the roster for next year, you know, one of the great things you've dem- we've demonstrated, I think, this year is we lost three really, really unique and very special players in the imports we had last year, including Jalen Adams as MVP. But we were managed to attract players to come in and replace them and, I think that's the really important part of this is the NBL is such an attractive league to play in. Uh, and frankly, in my conversations with the imports particularly, uh, Sydney is a, just a great place to play basketball. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a reputation internationally as a, as, a, as a city and as a venue. And as a club, I think we've got a great opportunity to always bring new talent in. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and I can assure you that coming back to where we started the conversation here this morning is the fact that we've got such great support in Sydney. It's such an event to go to and it's just such an event to play for and play in that, you know, that drives that whole demand for players that want to come and play in our, for our club and for our city. So we think we're well placed, um, but you never know. And, and, but, and that's, the, that's one of the great things about the league is it, it shifts so quickly, you know, because of talent movement and so on and so forth. So, you know, you, there's always a chance that you can come together and, and put the magic together in a, in a roster and get on and uh, have, a, have a deep run in the finals. And that's what we're trying to do this year. 
Hopefully it's another magical playoffs for the Kings and we have another title, Paul. And uh, hopefully we see Xavier Cooks and or Chase Buford celebrating some individual success tonight at the NBL Awards as well. Thanks for your time as always. Enjoy the final series. Thanks a lot, guys. All the best. Have a good show.